Monkeys podcast, and we are welcoming in the new year. This is very exciting. We are talking to a writer, Julie Sherman Wolf, whose new movie, Taking a Shot at Love, is coming out this weekend. And we're really excited to have her back on the podcast. Julie, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. I feel like, yeah, it definitely has been a little too long. I miss talking yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird thank because you. we we chat, we communicate, and I, we had you on for the watch along for the Christmas Club. And so I thought that we'd had you on earlier this year, but we haven't had you on since last year. I think everybody is in a time warp of some sort where, you know, to me, there is no year. It's just this one blob of, of endless time that is punctuated by uh, movie premieres and deadlines. Right. That's my, <laughs> that's sort of, that's sort of the life. I mean, I guess at least Hallmark's kept us in some kind of like regular, uh, somehow by, I don't know how they did it, by Christmas magic. They, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, I haven't, my work, my workload hasn't changed. It's just sort of the, you know, all of a sudden you have to have something done because it has to go into production tomorrow. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of it, the timing of everything has changed, but I was so lucky. I can't believe how lucky I was that my, the two of the very first movies back from COVID were mine so but it, so it was crazy those two weeks because mm-hmm. I had to get both scripts ready because they were both shooting within you know a few weeks of each other um mm-hmm. but so wedding every weekend well uh, one royal holiday was first here in Connecticut and then wedding every weekend was right after that in um Vancouver oh wow I didn't realize that one royal holiday was before I believe it um now I can't remember. See, no time. There's no time. <laughs> time doesn't time doesn't exist. Also, I have the worst memory of any human being that doesn't have an actual brain issue. Like I just don't remember. I have friends telling me things that happened to me in my childhood that you would think would be, you know, you know, oh, remember when you got arrested? That's not that, but you know, something that big. <laughs> hey, remember right, when right. remember when, when you got moment. hit remember when you got hit by a car and nope, nope. <laughs> That's the way my sister is. She does not remember anything, and I'm like, all that time I, I spent because she's a lot. She's ten years younger than me. All that time we spent together, you don't remember any of it. No. So when people ask, what did you draw? What do you draw from for your stories? I'm like, um, nothing. I don't. (laughs) It must be there somewhere, but it's I I can't access it at will. Yeah. So (laughs) what? What has 2020 been like uh, for you as far as as a writer? Do you feel like it's been kind of easier to write like you've had or it's been harder? Do you feel like you've had with everything going on, it's been harder to come up with ideas? So um, what I like about what Hallmark has done this year is that they haven't said, let's write about, you know, how sucky 2020 is Uh and, and that we get to sort of we get to continue giving people an escape. So it used to be people talking about the hol- you know, the Christmas movies kind of being an escape and being kind of this idealized version of the world. Now I feel like every Hallmark movie is now an escape in, a, in an idealized version of the world where we don't have masks, we don't have quarantines, we hug each other, right. we go out to dinner, like all the things we can't do. And so writing all that during this year has been a, a great way for me to escape that too. You know, so... I mean, the truth is my, my view every day is still my computer looking out the window. Um, and, and 
the the difference has been this year there's been a a young child uh, above me remote learning and not enjoying that <laughs> and uh, my husband is a teacher and he has spent, you know, some of the time in class where they're in person, but then some of the time remote learning. So we have one remote learner upstairs. we got him, te- Greg, teaching in the other room. And that has been the hardest part for me. So a lot of times I end up working um, weird hours where it's quiet, where I can just, I don't have to have, keep one ear open to see if my, t- my son needs help or whatever. So that's been the hardest part is sort of balancing everything. Um, you're, you're like my hermit lifestyle is dependent upon you both going out of the house. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I had a, I finally had one day where <laughs> Connor was back in school in person. Cause they, they, Connecticut's been pretty good. They, they've mostly had in-person learning, mm-hmm. but then there was this big chunk of time where they were doing hybrid and then Greg was home. And I was like, there was one day where I finally had the house to myself. And I thought when I couldn't remember the last time I'd had it. And I just wandered around the house like I, I didn't even work because I was just so excited to have this, <laughs> this space. So I just kind of puttered around and organized some drawers. It was just weird. I, I don't know. That was my reaction yeah. to finally having my alone time was just literally doing nothing of value except just wandering around the house, just happy, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> for me, it's been the, uh, for me, it's been kind of the reverse because everything that I, I was already kind of the hermit lady and <laughs> who just recorded all these podcasts, but, uh, but anything that I had that kind of forced me to be social has been removed. And, <laughs> and I am a very social person, but I don't know. I just, does I work from home anyway? Uh, but taking away church and taking away the going to the movie screenings, which was a big uh, part yeah. of my life. Uh, going to, you know, two, three times a week, going to the movie screenings where I'd see the other critics and see my, my best friend and uh, then we'd go together. And so that was all taken. And so I feel like it's just, I hope we all have a great appreciation for those little things that we took for granted when we finally get to go back and do all this stuff. Um, I I mean, really just, I, I have a dear friend who, um, is immunocompromised and just has not left the house in 10 months. And, you know, I'm, you know, we, we don't really have any issues where we need to be like hyper careful, right. hyper vigilant. So, you know, we'll go, you know, there's outdoor dining. We'll go, we'll do that. You know, I have seen some, I've seen friends. Um, but my one really good friend who hasn't left the house is so hard. You know, I try and bring her little presents and leave them by the door and ring the bell, you know, like, and we try and we you know do FaceTime and all, it's just not the same. And, you know, you just want to give somebody a hug sometimes and all the face times in the world aren't going to be enough. You know, I do. I miss giving hugs and I'm not a very touchy-feely person, but I do miss it. I really do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, um, I mean, I have gone out a little bit. I have gone actually to the movies. They've been open here since June here in Utah, Uh, but I've always had tons of space. And I try to go at like odd times and usually there's only two or three other people in the whole theater. There is something to be said for the glory of going to a movie by yourself in an almost empty theater. I love it. It it makes me feel really rich. I'm like, I'm going to a private theater. Movie popcorn is my favorite food group. (laughs) Uh, I do miss that 
and also we I've been trying to do low carb at the same time. So I mean, movie theater popcorn is just not an option. But I, I'm uh-huh. gonna I'm gonna have a day where that's all yeah. I eat when I get to go back to the, when I went to see the uh, Downton Abbey, Abbey movie here in town oh. by my and I was the only person in the theater and it was fantastic. Right there, just the middle of the day, you know. Yeah, my really good friend had a Downton Abbey party uh, where we all like dressed up. Oh, and, well, that's a good way to so do that. Fun. I'm like, oh, that's a very good way to do that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, well, to... go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I. It's uh, it, that's something that I I definitely think I will treasure more. Mm-hmm. and not take for granted I mean you t- I just never it, it sounds like it never occurred to me that movies could get canceled you know what I mean right. like it's yeah. such a thing that's always there and then <laughs> it's so weird that you know if you want to see Wonder Woman 84 you have to get HBO Max or something and yeah. I'm just like uh, I you know that's not I guess that explains why everybody's building um you know, screening rooms now and stuff. I guess that's just kind of how it is. Everyone here is building screening rooms and putting in pools. Oh, like really? they're never going to oh. leave the house again. Like they feel like they're just, they're just building these, these, um, you know, compounds now. <laughs> just... Yeah. I don't blame them. I really don't. Uh, well, <laughs> it's been quite, it's been quite the year. Yeah. Uh, it seems like forever since we had you on for the watch along. And if people don't know, for our patrons, every month we have talent on that comes and joins us when we watch the movie together. And you get to hear the behind the scenes and details. It's really fun. We have a very fun one coming up this month in January. We're going to have Natalie Hall, actress Natalie Hall on. And we're going to watch Winter Princess together. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And it was so fun getting to uh, talk with you about the Christmas Club and, and hear all the uh, the details about how you wrote that and everything. And I, I think if people are on the fence about become a patron, it's, it's really, it's, it's a pretty fun perk. I think people who listen to you should become patrons because you're providing so much entertainment and it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's a little drop. Every, if everyone does a little bit of a patron, a little drop in the bucket, there you go. You're all set. It's only two dollars a stop. month. Yeah. It's no problem. It's no big deal. You don't even notice it. It's a cup of coffee. That's right. Well, thank you. That was fun. And uh, so then you had you had Wedding Every Weekend come out in August. Yeah. And so had had you been planning on this film to be kind of the start of their sort of diversity inclusion with Wedding um, Weekend, or is that something that kind of got added later? Or it just sort of found its way in uh, naturally um, when we were, you know, when, once we kind of knew it was going to get going, we Mm -hmm. thought, you know, um, we just felt like it was a natural place for, you know, to have, because there were so many different couples and types of, you know, weddings being represented. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we just felt like it was a natural way to do that with, that didn't seem like it was sort of jammed in there. Um, you know, unnaturally we didn't want to, I never, I think Hallmark doesn't want it to feel like things are being, um, you know, put yeah. in for diversity's yeah. sake. I mean, they, obviously it's been certainly been a, a mandate for the year for mm-hmm. include to have more inclusivity and diversity, but we know, I don't think we want it to seem like it's just being forced in, you know, you don't. So um, it has to make sense to the story and feel like a natural thing. And I think that um, 
this worked out really well in Wedding Every Weekend and the girls were fantastic that they mm -hmm. cast as the couple. And, um, you know, we got to, I added a little bit more for them actually, because they were, because they just had such a great, um, vibe and chemistry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really feel, I think that Hallmark's doing it exactly the right way, which is like, yes, let's, you know, wherever this makes sense, let's do it. There's no reason not to anymore. That's the best part. You know, we don't, there's nothing keeping it from happening, which is, that's what I like. It's just that freedom that, you know, if this makes sense, let's do it. Yeah, that's what I've always said is that why not include more people in the stories? What's it, as long as they're keeping the, the kind of, I feel like the unspoken agreement with Hallmark is that they'll keep it at this G rating. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So as long as it's, it's, it's keeps it at that, that level, that rating, then why not invite more people into the stories? Exactly. What and then the stuff I'm working on now for um, next year, it's just really been great. It's, there's so much, there's such a bigger pool of stories to tell. Uh, that's a terrible phrase. There's such, <laughs> such a, uh, there's a bigger pool to swim in. Let's put it that way. For, as far as yeah. stories go, as far as uh, I'm working on something about special needs. I'm working about, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to tell a story about um, a couple struggling with fertility um, because mm. that's very close to my heart. We, we went through five years of fertility treatments and a lot, it was just really, actually my husband wrote a book about it. It's, but it's for guys about going through fertility treatments. Uh, that's kind of a funny guy version um, because it, it really tests your relationship. It's such a perfect Hallmark story in its way, in its own way, because it tests the strength of a relationship and, and shows how you can use humor and understanding and, you know, how you can, your friends and family become so important when you're going through that. So I'm trying to figure out, out a way to sort of make that story work for them. Um, and then, um, well, that would be unique. I mean, cause we, we have gotten a couple Hallmark movies about married couples. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's a really hard nut to crack, honestly. And I, and I'm, I'm literally trying to work on the pitch right now where it's not, they certainly have, you know, there's no, no one's bought anything. It's not anything official. I'm just, that's just the, the thing I'm working on to try and find a way to make that work in the Hallmark world. Um, because it's tough because with something like fertility, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. That's pretty intense that sure. may or may not work for Hallmark. So we'll see, we'll see if we can make it work. If not, I mean, I have a lot of other stuff going on. This is just sort of one of the things I'm working on, um, for next year, but I just, the point is it's just now we have the freedom to even broach that is right. wonderful. That's a wonderful thing to me yeah. is that it's even being listened to. What percentage of your writing do you, is your sort of original concepts versus them coming to you and saying, we need to rewrite, we need to uh, have a concept? Yeah. Um, right now it's probably 25% me, 50% that them coming to me with sort of an area or, you know, you know, we, we want something about this. Um, mm -hmm. and then some, and then probably 25% rewrite. Did that make a hundred? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 10% and 10, 10% uh, inspiration and 30% um, chocolate. And, um, yeah, though no, it's, it's, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so, um, yeah, the rewrites are, are, are a whole other a whole other thing, you know, they're, they're fun to do, but they're actually harder than anything else to, because you're really coming in on someone else's story and trying to, you know, do what they need you to do. Yeah. Um, 
to make it get greenlit. Um, you know, but it wasn't like something that came out of your brain in the first place. So you had to kind of wrap your head around someone else's idea. Uh, you know, with, um, but wedding every, with wedding every weekend, did you kind of have Paul and Kimberly in your head that you were thinking of for it? No, they or? were cast. No, they were cast um, after it was uh, greenlit, but they turned out to be absolute perfection. I could mm-hmm. not have been happier. I love them. And, and I just loved you know, getting to know them personally and just, you know, I'm just dying to have them do another one. I, I just think they are so cute together. Mm-hmm. Um, I forced Greg to watch nine lines of Christmas. I'm like, she's so good. Look, just look at this. What do you and think? Paul, and, and Paul just, you know, he's just brilliant with comedy and he, he just, the way I write is mm-hmm. very, as you know, it's very specific. It has a different, it has a kind of a, a cadence to it that Paul totally gets and that's how he writes too so um yeah he's amazing i love him um yeah he's great we love but him i will too. say i mean i've gotten i cannot believe how lucky this year has been for me as far as casting goes because wedding every weekend unbelievable obviously one royal holiday was just ridiculous with their cast i mean it was beyond i, I can't even i cannot believe we got them and how good they were everybody was and then coming up with taking a shot at love you know for this movie um it's alexa penavega and luke mcfarland and they are so good they're so oh. good i'm just I, i'm just so happy with the cast <laughs> I, I mean I'm, I'm usually always happy with the cast to be honest uh, but mm-hmm. this year has just been like like oh my gosh yeah it's just been yeah. so great yeah so. Uh, yeah, so One Royal Holiday, it was definitely one of the biggest hits, I think, of the season. So congratulations there. Thank you. I don't know anybody who disliked it. Uh, everybody had a great time with it. And uh, how did you get the, how did you end up writing a royal movie? Did they ask you or did you come up with it? or how did It was work? actually uh, the producer, Andrew Gernhardt, um, here in Connecticut, um, was working with uh, Samantha DePippo, who's the executive I work with the most out of New York. And they had this idea. Um, it was kind of a sort of as a one pager at the, at that point and brought me, um, they knew I really want, I, I was really into doing a movie, you know, shot in Connecticut, you know, set in Connecticut and it just worked out really well. And I got brought on and then I just took that, I, their, their kernel of an idea, which is to flip the Royal movie on its head and have the Royals kind of stuck, have them be the fish out of water for once. Um, And then we just, I I just kind of expanded it from there. Um, And, you know, as we kept telling, you know, as, as it went to an outline and the script, you know, the the story just kept, you know, getting molded and all this and everything else. And yeah, I mean, everybody was, everyone was just very, very involved in the development of it and, and, just opened to everything. And we just, we just had a great time developing it and getting it into the shape that it was in. Mm-hmm. And it was, certainly wasn't just me. I mean, um, the, especially uh, Hallmark and, and everything had great ideas and, um, you know, great, great little, you know, their notes were always helpful and made it better. And, um, and it, it, I think I was writing it for a long time. I mean, cause I, I think we kind of missed the window um, for last, gosh, when did I even start one Royal holiday? I, I think we just, you know, we had, I had the script for longer. So we, it was, we were able to sort of really get it in great shape. I think I started writing it in, um, uh, February, it looks like 2019. Wow. 
Yeah. So we had it for a while. And then, um, you know, once you miss one Christmas window, then you got to wait. <laughs> so I wrote, a, I actually have a Christmas script that I wrote this year that now it's just going to wait for next year. Yeah. I think people don't realize that how much, how much work and how much time goes into these little movies. Oh, they can be, I mean, they can take so many drafts, just, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so many for all of us, all of us, even who've done 15 movies, there's still multiple rewrites, multiple drafts. Um, so that's the one thing about a rewrite that I like when I know it's about to go into productions. Like you really, they, they just don't have time for that. So you don't right. get kind of, you don't get into that kind of, you know, circular development forever. And that's, so I like to keep this, it's balanced for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, one nice thing about one raw holiday is that you had three couples in the mm-hmm. story and that always kind of makes it richer, I think. You had your lead that couple, kind of, of course, and then you had Mayor Sarah and Christopher, mm-hmm. and then you had Ed and Diane in there. I love them. They were really good. <laughs> I worked with Tom McGowan um, when I was a writer's assistant on Everybody Loves Raymond in 96 oh. and 97, and I had no idea he had been cast and we had a Zoom call with all the cast and I saw him there. And I'm like, oh, and I just freaked out. I was so excited that it had been 25 years and it was just so fun to see him. And um, that he, he's so good. He's so great in it. Everybody was. I mean, everybody was insanely, I guess, still. I mean, it's, I'm speechless when I saw every little moment, even in the donut shop between like Vicki Clark and Laura. Oh, oh my gosh. I still have a donut, by the way, from that in my freezer. I do. I have the Christmas curler. I saved it. It was a hundred degrees. It's all melty and gross, but I saved it. And I thought I'd do this whole fun thing on social media where I take a bite of it at the same time, but I totally forgot that I had it that night. (laughs) (laughs) So it's still there. It's like your, you know, anniversary, the the cake that you save for your anniversary. Right, and, right. And everybody I know who's done that is like, it's disgusting. Don't do it. we didn't, I don't think we even did that. But, you know, I, I might just, maybe I'll do it as a giveaway. I'll do it as a charity event. Here, here's a Christmas cruller from One Royal Holiday. Maybe we make it a thing for the patrons. It'll be a big perk. There you go. That's going to be, that's going to be a big, char- it'll be a charity auction and I'll send yeah. them dry, dry ice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I loved the the animated intro. That was really fun. Oh, wasn't that amazing? Yeah, that was really good. I and they that. And they recorded us. They recorded a song. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the things that came out of that. I'm dying. Yeah. I, I wish they would. I, I I'm not sure about a sequel. I would. You know, obviously, people. I've never had a movie where people wanted one like that. Um, but I just don't know if that's something Hallmark wants to do. And I haven't heard. Yeah, well, I so. just feel like it would be almost more natural to have a spinoff because you have this other relationship that didn't get tons of time, got True. a little bit of time between Sarah and Christopher. Mm-hmm. So if you had the next one about their relationship, that would be fun. That's, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> good idea. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll, tell me, producer. <laughs> they'll tell me, I mean, they'll just, you know, I'll just, I just keep doing what I'm doing and then they'll tell me, someone will tell me, Hey, write yeah. a sequel. <laughs> um so how did you get the idea for the pajama gala 
That was so oh, fun. I don't know. I just really, every time I have a, a holiday party, I, I end up getting, for me, it's just laziness. I don't really like dressing up um, uh-huh. for too many holiday parties. And so one, I had one, I had a screening of a Christmas club last year and actually no I think it started a couple years ago I just made decided to make every Christmas screening I had a pajama thing at my house um and I just kind of you know just made it made it that for that I just think it's as long as we saw her in a in a ball gown that was the hard part like we it you know it's fun to talk about pajamas but it's a royal movie and we have to see we have to see her in a ball gown I mean it's just that's the rules right so uh we had to figure out a way to make both of those things happen that was a lot of you know back and forth on sort of the best way to make that work I think it, I think it turned out pretty good yeah well next time if you do a sequel we you need to see the pajama gala I think so yeah I mean I so. um we did get to see them all in their jammies. I think that was the important yeah, was thing. So-, <laughs> so, and the um, the joke about um, Captain Von Trapp when he's in his like you know his formal pajamas in the kitchen mm-hmm. when they see each other over in the middle of the night is just because my friends and I used to go see uh, Sing Along Sound of Music at the Hollywood Bowl every year for probably fifteen years, and um, that was people yell out jokes like it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show like during the movie. <laughs> And the the fun the the biggest inside joke that I have with my friend Linda, who's a writer, is that he wears when he comes to the bedroom during my favorite things, and he's wearing a sleeping tie. So that was literally just me, like giving a little Easter egg to my friend Linda. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and it must have just been so cool to have all of these Broadway people. Uh, actors involved in this project and I mean not only giving them work in such a horrible time for Broadway uh, but uh, but just having the, the incredible talent and uh, to have Victoria Clark in a Hallmark oh, movie that God. was very exciting for me I mean she was so perfect as the queen and I really like that people liked that the queen wasn't mean in this one and um, that's one of the things that people were saying is that all the other royal movies the queen's always you know kind of yeah. not, not a nice gal. So I liked that she was cute and sweet and normal. Um, and that she bonded with, uh, you know, Laura's character so quickly. Um, and I feel like with the actors that we got, they're just such pros, you know, I mean, they, they, they're so prepared because they do what they do every single night. They have to be, you know, it's, it's just really, it's really amazing. And now there was a lot of this on Twitter. I noticed everyone's like, why aren't they singing? This is terrible. Why would you have a movie, you know, with all these Broadway stars without singing? And the answer is um, because they, you know, they were cast, you know, after it was written, but also I, I think for both, for those guys, it was nice for them to want to, to just act and just be yeah. where it wasn't about singing. So we tried to throw in as much as we could. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, we don't want to waste that kind of talent. But um, I think that you know they were they were happy to you know do that, show us that other side of them that they can mm-hmm. that that it's not just about musical well, theater or singing or whatever. Yeah, I I still have my dream of a Hallmark musical. We got pretty. We got oh, closer. me too. This we got closer this year with all this Broadway talent, and then also in the Christmas Waltz with the dancing scene, which was my dancing down the street was my favorite yep. thing of probably the whole season. I loved that. 
but I, so we're getting I closer. Think, I know I'm done. You know, you know, that's my, my dream is, <laughs> is Hallmark the musical, but it has to, but I, in my mind, it's on Broadway and oh, it's yeah. an actual, an actual musical where people can go see it. Um, where it's, it's not, it's not even making, it's not making fun of Hallmark, but it's like a, a loving kind of, uh, you know, poking fun at itself, but mm-hmm. in a way that is not mocking the people that write, that go, that watch them or me or anyone else who's right. involved. Like right. it's sort of, um, so I have an idea for that. Kind of like but, enchanted sort of like it's, yeah. it's poking fun uh, at the genre, but not uh, being mean. Exactly. That's exactly what mm-hmm. it would be. Now I'm saying this with absolutely zero uh, knowledge of any support from <laughs> or that anyone at Hallmark is, is even remotely interested. I know that we, we talk about it a lot, but it, you know, it's, um, it's a whole different thing to talk about. I think if Hallmark's talking about it internally, it's probably as a televised musical special. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm just guessing, honestly, but I'm, I, I'm always thinking like, you know, when people go to New York City and there's a lot of shows, but a lot of them are, are a little too edgy or they're not family friendly or they're, you know, like, I think it would be such a huge slam dunk to have yeah, a show I like that. So. I know I would love it. Like, <laughs> like, it it's like, I mean, like, I wouldn't want it to be like Book of Mormon where it's kind of mean. Right. Um, you know, it would be like, yeah, like you said, like, a, and that's I've been looking for the right example. And that's actually perfect. Thank you. You've just helped me a ton. Because I couldn't, I was trying to think of the right example to explain what I was thinking. Well, I loved the whole ending in One Royal Holiday. I, I mean, I loved her dress; it was beautiful. But I, I liked the fact because you said that, oh, well, the the queen wasn't a source of conflict in this one, but uh, there was conflict because he was concerned about the people and how he would be able to relate to the people and whether he could talk to them. And so having her listen to his speech, then having him be there, it was great. I love oh, it. Thank you. And then their dance. So oh, good. well, the Christmas waltz is my absolute favorite Christmas song. And I'm super happy that we got to throw it in there. I wasn't sure that they would go for it, but they did. Yeah. But I love my favorite version is the Mel Torme version, which I'm pretty sure was probably as expensive as the movie. So I don't think that's why, <laughs> why they used, uh, but um I, li- I literally listen to that song like on a loop in my car. Yeah. When I'm driving. No, I, I really like that song. I know the, um, the, the, my favorite is the Kristen Chenoweth version of the song. Oh yeah. That's a good uh, one. But, but you know what? Do you know why I don't listen to that one? Can you guess why? Because it's too high and I can't sing along. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. See, I'm a soprano. So. No, I'm an alto all the way. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was really, it was really good. Definitely Thanks. one of the highlights of the season. Thank you. Um, so you had a Glenbrook Christmas. Was that one that you did a rewrite on or was that it- was a rewrite? Yep. That was a rewrite. Yeah. I got um, a feeling. So um, it was based on her book, Robin Jones Gunn. But I didn't read the book. <laughs> I didn't, actually didn't know because I really, I was just doing, my job was to take the script that they had and re and, and, um, address the notes that were given to me by the network. So at that point, there was no point in reading anything and, and getting, you know, I didn't want to get off track. That makes sense. I wasn't, I wasn't recreating. I, I just needed to do what they needed me to do. So um, I'm, you know, and, and it was very, and it was, it was a 
intense couple weeks and uh, th- two or three weeks. And um, but I'm I'm proud of it. I really like how it turned out. Thought mm-hmm. it was great. I mean, it must have been exciting to have Autumn Reeser and Antonio Cooper back together because they've done oh, yeah. two other movies. They are together. both so charming. I I forgot to mention them, and when I was talking about how great casts are, by the way, because those two also so charming together. And I was tw- when I was watching it, I was tweeting just like the faces that they were making were so cute and perfect, and you in so many things that you don't need to write or say because they do it in their facial expressions. I love you know. It's so much better to not have to, you know, th- you know, hit people over the head with what people are feeling with words, right? You want to see it. So um, I thought he did such a great job of being attracted to her, but and yet annoyed and her, you know, like at the beginning. Um, I just loved it. I thought they were so cute. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. a part of it. The, the one part that I, it's funny, and and I'm they were they were right to leave it out, but there was a little extra thing where I was going to have it where. Um, uh, it turned out that his dad was the one that like saved her from the car accident. And oh, yeah. that was like, you know, brought it all to, but they, we all, they were right that it was like one step too much serendipity almost that mm-hmm. they, you know what I mean? But I kind of thought it was like, um, that was, that was one place where the one thing I was doing that, uh, yes, yes. I liked the idea, but it, it definitely would have been like too many coincidences. So was it hard as a writer to make a such a like a wealthy privileged character to make her likable and to make that work? I mean, it helps having Autumn Reeser because she's it, so likable. But yeah, I mean, that's there was a scene at the beginning that got cut that was her kind of explaining more about how every time she goes on a date with somebody. Um, you know, as it turns out, they really just need her for something business wise, which is what happened in the movie. Um, but it didn't have as much explanation. Um, and it, I feel like, I mean, she was, I feel like what made her likable is just when, when you're, if you're like that rich, but you're buddies with the people who work for the family, that's what, that's the thing I like. That's I, mm-hmm. to me, that showed that she was, you know, a decent person. Her. Yeah. The mints though, I will say, that's not that. Uh, okay. It was supposed to be, <laughs> it was supposed to be those soft red and white striped, you know, mints that everyone loves that. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's what it was supposed to be that she was addicted to. And then they ended up making them like little peppermint patties. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, I, I literally did this like the star Wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you're ruining it. No. <laughs> so obviously I had to go to the store and buy a bag of those mints to make up for that and eat them. <laughs> that was the only solution. But yeah, that's what I meant by the addictive mints. You can tell your year by the uh, strange, uh, I think most of our years this year by our strange, uh, <laughs> our strange grocery purchases. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We've all had our fair share of. Oh my God. You should, you should see what I just bought for myself on Amazon to get here for Christmas. <laughs> like just weird. <laughs> One thing is a, is a, a head scrubber for shampoo. I just bought that. And um, that's going in, that's going to be, Santa's bringing that to me. There's so little joy in the world. It, really? Why not? Right? Why not have a head scrubber, a, a scalp scrubber for your shampoo. <laughs> I deserve right. it. I deserve yeah, it. You do deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now we have coming up, taking a shot at love. 
And so these Winterfest movies, I feel like it, they're the first set. I know it's New Year's, new movies, whatever. But um, it feels like maybe they're the first set to have more of this new leadership in, you know, involved maybe from, I mean, they do take a long time to get, uh, to get Greenland and everything, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like, is this, would you agree with that? That's kind of the first, uh, real um, well, start of this new leadership. I think half of the Christmas movies were still, were, were under the new leadership as well. It, or more than that, actually. A lot of stuff didn't get greenlit or even, you know, put into the time in, into the lineup for a while. So I think the I think that actually anything that's I think it's been like almost throughout Christmas now plus this now. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not like we all got a document like here's how it's going to be now, everybody. It's it's just <laughs> you know it's it's right. uh, you know we're st- we still mostly uh, work with the same executives who are all amazing and you know and Michelle and Randy, and I haven't, unfortunately, haven't been able to meet Wanya yet. Uh, I don't, you know, obviously it's, yeah. it's not like I'm flying out there to have meetings or anything. Um, I, I feel like really it's just, you know, whatever notes we get from the network will be, are, are reflecting whatever, whatever they're hearing from the new leadership. And mm-hmm. um, really the biggest change is just, like I said before, like opening us up to, the inclusivity and diversity and just don't be afraid to push the boundaries a little bit and we will pull you back if we have to. Don't be afraid to get, you know, uh, don't be afraid to show life being a little bit messier than normal than we might have in the past um, where the people don't have to start out as perfect, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just, a, it's, it's subtle, you know, it's just, you know, I think it's subtle, but it's, it's, moving us into sort of a more real space, but still being a Hallmark movie. You know, we're not, we're not going to make, we're not going to suddenly start making Lifetime movies. You know, there's, that's, that's what Lifetime is for. Um, So it's a subtle thing, but I think it's, the difference is more of a freedom to um, push our boundaries. Yeah. I, and I, I I agree. I really like that. I like the fact that we're getting some new and different stories, but still keeping within that G rating and still keeping mm-hmm. within that, that formula. But uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, taking a shot at love? So that one was also a rewrite. Um, okay. But uh, it had, had longer with it. Um, and so it was, you know, the original idea was basically a, a ballet dancer helping a hockey player rehabilitate an injury um, and so, you know, I, I did, you know, I did what I needed to do as far as the network and the producers were concerned, uh, for the script. And I just, um, for me, uh, there's a couple things I love about it. A, it has a lot of stuff for guys to watch this time, which I love. And, you know, it's, uh, there's got, there's hockey and there's poker and there's air hockey and ice bars and all kinds of stuff. You just don't, you know, like <laughs> you wouldn't normally get. Um, I, I love having, you know, stuff for guys and, you know, there's, there's that kind of, uh, Luke's really great at being a likable guy, but who also, you know, he's an athlete and he's a little bit, um, of a, not a playboy, but he's like, you know, he's just, he's, 
he starts off a little bit unlikable, but in a likable way, which I love because yeah. he's, he's, he's amazing at that. Um, and, and I set the movie in my current town and, and that's the best. I wish that we had shot it here, but I, I, you know, it's, it's a, it was shot in Vancouver, but it, it is set in the town I live in and I used a bunch of friends' names and their kids' names and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so everyone here is all excited about it. Um, and my goal really is to make a, an actual Avon Winterfest like there is in the movie and make it be real here next year. If they do that, I will come. Uh, I'm telling you, they, they, so they are building the, the, the issue I, that is with Avon is that it's very spread out and there's not really a much of a town center uh-huh. and they actually are making that happen right now. They're building, they're, they're building a, a bunch of stuff that's sort of going to make it a town center. I'm like, this is perfect. Now we can have, we'll have a new town center. We'll have a winter fest. We'll do a tree lighting. We'll do all the things that a Hallmark, you know, a Hallmark movie town should have. Right. Uh-huh. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> so that, that the next thing would be to have it actually shot here. But oh, um, man. They, that kind of thing, I think all of us are going to appreciate so much more. It's like, Oh, the idea of getting together with the whole town. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, all those, all those things, I, I can't watch anything on TV now without going like, huh, wow. Look at those people like just hanging out together, like yeah. in a bar or any, and any, I just look Anywhere at it like, wow, oh, huh, look at that. They could just, they could just stand there next to each other. Like people. Yeah, those are good times. Wow. <laughs> it's so sad. It really is. Uh, but I think this looks really cute. I am very looking forward to it. I thought it turned out really cute. And they're, they're mm-hmm. both really cute with the comedy moments and with the, the, and with the dramatic moments. Um, you know, Luke was trained at Juilliard and it shows he can, you know, he, he pulls it off, mm-hmm. you know, when he's learning to dance and all that kind of stuff. And there's a very special thing, which I love, which is that there's a boy in the movie named Felix, who is a ballet dancer and a hockey player. And, and that's okay. And that's what that, that's the whole thing. And it's, he's, it, I love his little s- subplot and they ended up casting um, a young man who played Billy Elliot in Canada on stage. Ah. So and, and who does actually play hockey and dance and he's wonderful. And these dance scenes are beautiful. They used all the kids who actually go to the studio they shot at and it looks it looks fantastic. The hockey scenes are awesome. They used you know real hockey players. They used they got permission from the New York Rangers and the Hartford Wolf Pack, which is the minor league team, which is the whole setup of the movie, um, uh-huh. to use their to use all their jerseys and stuff. And I actually have a player playing in the hockey scene with the Rangers with Sherm on the back of his jersey. It says Sherm, oh, and nice. I have that jer- I have the jersey. So uh, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, yeah. And then there's all kinds of stuff that I just think are, you know, it's just fun, like the ice storms and, you know, just, just wintry things that, that are delightful, but there wasn't a lot of snow on the, there, there wasn't really a, an easy way to make snow for this. So it's a lot yeah. of ice, but not snow. Well, that's one thing I was going to say about one rail holidays. I thought they snow it was made in like August, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did a great job in that movie with the snow. That's Andrew Gernhard. That's synthetic cinema. I'll throw him a shout out. Yeah, they um, they're very good job. at it. My, my, I had two friends that were extras in the Donnie's Donuts scene. You know, they were actually the two girls who were served right before 
Anna goes to the counter Mm -hmm. and they were just, it was a hundred degrees. It was the hottest day of the entire summer in Connecticut. And they were wearing these heavy winter coats and hats, you know, um, it was brutal, but you couldn't even tell once, once you watched it. I mean, there's that whole scene with her where she's walking along with a white coat and there's like a whole wall practically of snow. Like, right. They do that. That looks so good. Doesn't it look good? Isn't it amazing what they can do? And then also, you know, thanks to all the digital stuff they can do in post-production, adding lights, taking, you know, removing leaves from trees, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, it all, it all makes it look great. Yeah. It's very impressive. Uh, well, I, I, you know, they've changed. What do you think about this new movies, new year instead of, is that what it is? <laughs> uh, is that, is that what it is? Yeah, they changed it from Winterfest, which to new movies, uh, new movies. Which my friends at all the fields they were saying that what is a Winterfest? What does that even mean? And I I understand that, but I feel like it's so snappier than New Year's new movies. That's a little bit not as. I didn't even realize that's what it was. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Well, I I took winter. We we literally just stole the word Winterfest and put it in taking a shot at love as the Avon Winterfest. (laughs) So. Actually, wow. I didn't feel it. It was actually not called that. And then it did whatever. I can't remember what I even called it, but it didn't clear. And so they just gave us that suggestion. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Fine. Yvonne like, Winterfest it is. And so like, I guess we just, can't, well, that's how it'll live on is Avon yeah. Winterfest. Oh, I think good. that they just don't, I don't know if they, if they feel like they need to keep, to do things in these sort of chunks of programming um, cause it's, it's, I think a little bit limiting as to what they can develop. If you can only have a wedding movie, you know, for four right. weeks during the summer, or during the wedding, whatever the wedding thing was called, yeah. you know, like, so it's, it opens it up a little bit. Like, um, True. uh, the ones I, a couple of the ones I'm writing right now really don't have seasons, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, listen, well, the birthday, the birthday wish airs more than any other movie I've ever written for them because it doesn't have a season attached except she's wearing a scarf i mean it was a winterfest movie when it aired but right. um it airs all the time um yeah. which I, well it's one of the best so that's probably oh, thanks <laughs> thanks one of my favorites at least uh but yeah i i it doesn't really matter but i think that maybe the, the if i'm just guessing the idea behind New Year's new movies is that kind of trying to carry over that crowd from uh, from Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is that now there's New Year's movies, so it maybe feels more natural. But uh, but yeah. Well, this but, movie I'm, this movie is all about. Um, I actually used you know that word that Huga H Y G G E that that they talk about in Norway that Norwegian uh, word about just about like kind of the cultivation of comfort. That's mm-hmm. my life. Like I am all about finding, you know, I'm all about the comfort food, you know, having the the warm mug and the blankets and the fuzzy things. And that's a lot of her character. Uh, and, and I think for the winter movies, I think that's what people are doing because it's still winter, it's still cold, but it's not Christmas. So what are we, how can we, what, what can we do to like, you know, make this time special between January and March? And I, I, that's, I redecorate my house to be more of like, like the ski theme, you know, like kind of the winter skiing theme. And so that's kind of that vibe that this movie will give. That's true. That's a good way to think about it. That's how I kind of feel in some ways too. That, that's some of my roles to kind of 
bring make people smile, bring people comfort in through this year. And hopefully we've we've done our best. We've tried, uh, and, uh, and and you just like we're almost. I just like the finish line is in sight. We're almost there. They're giving out the vaccines. Yeah, <laughs> getting closer and closer. It's <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 scared to even hope that the, about it. I just keep you know what I mean. I'm just gonna keep keep rolling. The best thing I read that made me so happy. I, I read a couple of days ago was about how like people a doctor or somebody saying Hallmark movies are, you know, good for your, you know, good for the, good for curing what ails you or whatever. And I was like, you know, that's nice. That makes me happy. I feel like doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. Being involved in something that makes people feel happy, makes people feel good is, is great. Well, thank you so much for coming on talking with us. This was really fun. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be back. Same here. I always feel, I always forget, I honestly forget we're recording half the time and I feel like we're just having a conversation. So I don't know what I even said, but anyway. (laughs) No, it was great. Anywho. If people want to follow you on social media, all that fun stuff, how can they do that? So on Twitter, I'm at Shermwolf, Shermwolf and Wolf has an E on the end. And then on Instagram, um, which I'm, as you know, I'm constantly trying to not suck at my social media, but I still do suck at it. <laughs> um, it's Julie underscore Sherman underscore Wolf. And that's, I have a Facebook, uh, writer page. That's just Julie Sherman Wolf, one word it's there somewhere. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I will of course like live tweet when we air the movie and, um, I think in Avon we might there might be like an Avon town viewing party on Zoom, but I'm not sure yet. Or just mm-hmm. maybe my maybe my friends. I don't know. Well, everyone's. If I'm doing any kind of viewing thing, I'll let you know. But I mean, it might be just I don't know. Nobody really wants to do that. I don't think. <laughs> so, like, I kind of try and talk them out of it. <laughs> Well, we'll have all the information in the description section. So just let us know. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. I just got my acceptance as press for Sundance Film Festival. So going to be having some really fun coverage coming up uh, on my channel. So make sure you follow me over there. And then also make sure to follow Homeworkies Podcast, the Homeworkies Pod, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And we also have our Patreon group. As we mentioned, we have really fun watch-alongs coming up. And then we also have our merch store. And that's really fun. So check that out. And thanks so much, Julie. This was really great. I love talking with you. And uh, and, uh, I guess we should say, I was going to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. All year and long, right? <laughs> let's yes. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I will I will give you the scoop on all the other stuff going on for next year. There's big stuff brewing, but I can't talk about Ooh, it yet. But I will let you all right. uh, you'll be the first to know. All right. Well we'll definitely have you back on for sure. And uh right. yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone.